0: Uh, hello lads, this is the first ever podcast I've made off of this like app, um, Anchor. Uh, it's a really cool app, you know. You can get it imported to like, other places like YouTube, Spotify. Uh, you can record them on Twitter and like shit like that. So it's pretty cool, all right. But I don't have a real uh, like microphone to use on the app yet. So right now I'm just sticking with like my phone audio and see if that like works. I should work because like phone mics are meant to be good because. That's what they're designed for, for you to like speak into them and shit. But you never know, you know. Some phone mics are like really low quality, but it is what it is. If it's low quality, then um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up like a mic, like a real microphone. Not like one of those uh, expensive ones, probably like a little headset or something, yeah. But it's my first ever podcast that I've ever recorded. It's crazy. And um, we're going to be speaking on um, UFC Newark uh, in Newark, New Jersey this weekend. Um, the core main and main event are pretty decent fights. Uh, we got Jim Miller versus Clay Guida, the legends who never fought, are finally gonna uh, throw down. Uh, I think Jim Miller wins that one by uh, unanimous decision. Uh, I think he's just gonna win most of the exchanges. Maybe he'll get clipped a couple of times by Clay Guida, but Clay Guida's a wild man, and he's gonna go out there throwing big shots, and he's gonna he may clip Jim Miller once or twice with the shots that he throws, but Jim Miller. I think he's younger than Clay Greater. Don't quote me on that, but I think he's younger than Clay Greater. Um, I think he he's just a overall more well rounded fighter than Clay Greater. And um therefore I got I got Jim Miller by a unanimous decision. But <clears throat> in the main event, this is a real interesting fight because we've got Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. And um Colby, he's not fought in a year. His last fight was um I think it was May last year or June. And win over Rafael dos Angeles in the main event, in the core main event, rather, of UFC 225. You can never forget about Whittaker versus Romero. That was one of the best fights last year. Probably the fight of the year last year, in my opinion, was Whittaker versus Romero. But, um, Corby Curran's got Robbie Lola next. And Robbie Lola is a wrestler's nightmare. Wrestlers don't want to fight Robbie because Robbie, um, he has a good sprawl. He utilizes the sprawl very well. He he utilized it very well against Rory McDonald when Rory shot in for the legs and um, tried to take down Robbie Lola in the fight at UFC 189. A lot of fans say it's the best fight of all time. Um I don't know. I think it might I think it's up there. Um my personal favourite fight of all time. I think right now, uh, I really liked um, Robbie Lola versus Carlos Condit. Uh, I don't know if he's as good as McDonald, though. But, you know, Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou was the best fight I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. That fight was terrible. But anyway, um, Robbie fights Colby this weekend. Uh, UFC New York, the main event. Five rounds. Robbie's fought five rounds 12 or 13 times, I think. I think it's 13. He's been five rounds. It might be twelve. He's been scheduled to fight thirteen times. I don't know how many times he's actually went the full five or made it past the championship rounds. But Corby's been booked for it. I think once against Rafael dos Anjos, And he showed he has some great cardio, man. They both have great cardio. Um the thing is about the Dos Angeles fight, Corby was meant to fight Tyron Woodley. But then um uh but then um Rafael dos Anjos fought Kamaru Usman. And Kamaru did the exact same thing Colby did to him, but he did it even worse. He put a bad beating on Rafael dos Anjos. And then he got gave the title shot against Tyron Woodley uh, because uh, Tyron Woodley was like... I think he just beat Darren Till because they, they were booked to uh, get Colby against Woodley in September. And Colby said, no, he couldn't make it. He has some surgeries to go to. Um, and so they gave him Darren Till, which is completely unfair in my opinion. I think they should have just... Um, I think they should have just got... Colby to wait it out maybe um, maybe have Woodley fight Till I think Colby fought the winner of that but they just stripped him of the interim title so now Colby's fighting Robbie the winner probably has title implications but we've also got Leon Edwards who's just beat Rafael dos Santos by decision and we've also got Jorge Masvidal who this year's knocked out Darren Till and Ben Askren both out cold the two best knockouts of the year I think Jorge is the fire of the year right now he's definitely the best fighter that we've had this year I can't name anyone else that's like done the things that he's done. You can see you can't argue that it's John Jones, because he's had two title defenses, but um, they both went to decision. Um both those fights went to decision, they went full five rounds. Um and obviously dominated Anthony Smith. The Thiago Santos fights the the Tiago Santos fight was uh, quite close, but I think John Jones edged it out. Um based off of the elbow in round three well, all right. Let's put it like this, right? Thiago Santos clearly won round one and round five. John Jones clearly won round three and round four. The only the only round that's in question is round two, because the striking was even. John Jones dropped him with the front kick. Thiago landed some bombs. I think he knocked out John's mouthpiece in that round, and he landed some uh, nasty leg kicks. But at the end of the day, um, if the striking's even, the official scoring system says if the striking's even. You don't score it based off of the striking. You score it based off octagon control and aggression. And John Jones was clearly the aggressor in that round. He controlled where the fight took place. He um, he was marching Tiago down the entire fight basically. He was always the aggressor. Um, I think John should have utilized his wrestling more in that fight. I think that would have won him more exchanges, but he, uh, he said he 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 said he wanted to prove that he could stand with a Muay Thai kickboxing world champion in Tiago Santos with monster power, and he did it, you know? He did it, um, but he was really close. I think if John used his wrestling uh, and took, him, took the fight to the ground, he would have done much, much better against Thiago Santos than he did, and he would have probably finished the fight because that's what everybody was saying. Everybody was saying before the fight, John Jones should take Thiago Santos down and maul him, and he didn't do it uh, because he wanted to prove a point that he could stand with Thiago. Um It's kind of like Max Holloway this weekend, like not throwing as much volume because he wanted to prove that he could go five rounds with Frankie because everyone thought he couldn't deal with his wrestling or anything like that. Like Max Holloway proved that uh, he could deal with Frankie's wrestling by defending, what, 14 out of 15 takedowns? Frankie got one takedown, and he only had him down for, like, what, 20 seconds, or, uh, if that. Landed a couple of shots, but that's it. Max Holloway was back up before the round even ended. Um, so, Max Holloway proved that he could deal with Frankie's wrestling. He proved that he was a much better striker than him by piecing him up. And I've, I've heard a lot of talk about Max Holloway as well, which really annoys me, man. It really annoys me because I hear people talking on on Twitter about Zabit could beat Max Holloway. Zabit is Max's hardest matchup. No, I think Zabit is Max's easiest matchup in featherweight right now. Because the thing about Zabit if you watch his fight with Kyle Bokniak and you watch his fight with Jeremy Stevens, you notice that in the third round, he slowed down a hell of a lot and he gassed out in the third round in both of those fights and he got landed on by Bokniak and he got landed on by Stevens. The difference is those are only three round fights but if he's fighting Max for the title, it's going to be five rounds so Max is easily favourable in that fight. I think Max, uh, I think he might lose round one, maybe round two but as soon as Zabit starts to slow down in the third, Max is going to pour the pressure on, he's going to He's going to put it on Zabit, and I feel like he's going to beat up Zabit worse than he did Brian Ortega as soon as Zabit gets gassed. Because, you know, Zabit doesn't have the gas tank to hang in there with Max, you know. Um, He may have the gas tank for one or two rounds, but once he gets into the third, like, he has the skill. But if he doesn't finish Max within the first two rounds, he's fucked. All right, because max is gonna chase him down he's gonna land shots all night with his pressure style always moving forward style he's gonna like and Zabis not gonna be there you know he's not gonna be able to land takedowns on max because max showed that he can that he can deal with the chain wrestlers when he dealt with frankie edgar you know he need, like people are saying he can only beat legends because he only beat aldo and frankie no because he beat brian ortega which was the young blood of the division you know it was the it was the young guy um that everybody thought had a chance against max you know with his jujitsu. everyone thought he was gonna win uh, at least i thought he was gonna win i thought he was gonna guillotine, guillotine max in the third but it was max actually going for the guillotine in the fourth you know max beat that guy up so badly um but back onto robbie lola versus colby Covington. lola has a really nice sprawl colby has like great pressure great cardio um but lola is powerful man and uh, when he fought the last wrestler he fought was ben And even though he lost the fight it was controversial and I feel like they still need to run it back because the first like 20 seconds of the round 30 seconds maybe even um, Robbie Lola was landing bombs on Ben Askren landing bombs like he had him flattened out like when Ben Askren was getting hit by some of those shots he went stiff I saw him go stiff and then another shot landed and it woke him up he went stiff and woke up with shots shot after shot but he survived somehow and then he got Lola in the bulldog choke and uh lola's hand dropped and herb dean thought it was out and stopped the fight but he really wasn't out i don't think he was out i don't know he might have been out for a split second but I don't, i'm not sure man it's hard to tell with the uh, with fights because obviously robbie Lola's going to say it wasn't out to make himself look like better you know what i mean and ben Askren's going to say yeah yeah well obviously i choked him out and the fight stopped, so i won the fight but i think they just need to run it back that's the only way they can solve that issue um but colby I feel like Colby's not going to shoot for the legs the same way Askren did. Because he saw the mistake that Askren made, shooting for the legs of Robbie Lola. Robbie Lola slammed Ben on his head. So Colby's obviously going to think, no, I'm going to pressure him against the fence instead. I think Colby's going to pressure him against the fence. And Robbie's going like, to find a way out of it, maybe land some knees from the fence. Uh, I think Robbie knocks him out. I don't know. I think Robbie either wins a decision, really close decision, or knocks him out in the fifth round. Because uh, Colby Covington's tough, man. He can put up a good fight against people, you know. Uh, He can fight. As much as people love to hate on him, he can fight. But I think Robbie is just like... uh, I think Robbie has the takedown defense to punish Colby Covington. And he has the cardio to keep up with him for as long as he is fighting for, you know. So I got Robbie by either a really close decision... Or uh, fifth round KO because we know what fifth round does, he's a monster who comes out there, throws hammers at people. And um like you know, I've he almost put away Carlos Condit, he put away Roy McDonald in the fifth, he almost put away Carlos Condit in the fifth because he just comes forward and throws bombs in the fifth, man. Um I've not watched the Johnny Hendrix fight, I will get around to that to do some more research on Robbie before the fight comes around. I might do a fight companion podcast for that, you know? might do fight companion for the co-main and main that's what i'm thinking of doing uh because you know i want to test out my hand in commentating because you know right now i write a couple articles for planet mma you know big ups to planet mma shout out all the boys there um there's some good people you know that work up the planet but i do some journalism there but i've always wanted to be like an analyst or a commentator so um i might try fight companion podcast with the lads um i'll ask them if they want to Go for it, you know. And then uh, you know, watch the fights live. We're speaking on the podcast, everything's going, you know, chill, everything's going smooth, and then uh we upload it, you know, we see what's happening. Uh, I'm really excited for this card though. Normally it's the cards I don't really have that much big name talent that deliver, you know. Uh let's think back to what was the last big card? Um UFC Sacramento. Even though I had Uriah Faber and uh, Hickey Simone, and he also had like Jermaine Durandu, that card was really solid. You know, Ryan Hall fight was fun. Uh, Josh Emmett got a quick, quick TKO. I think, I think it was in the first round. It might have been in the second, but uh, Josh Emmett got a quick TKO. Um, the Jermaine Durandu vs Aspen Lad fight was pretty fun. I think, uh, I think it was stopped a tad bit early. And then Uriah Faber, man, comes back out of retirement and gets the quickest stoppage win of his entire career. That's that's crazy. That is purely insane, man. But I'm really excited for this weekend's card. I feel like it's going to deliver. Especially the core main and the main. I feel like they're going to be good fights, even though Kale um, Guido and Jim Miller are quite old. I feel like they're still going to put on a good fight. They're going to put on a show for us, man. Uh, but anyway, I don't know what else to talk about because podcasts are really hard to do if you have no one asking you questions or like you don't have a guest and i get that it's only like 13 minutes but i'm literally running out of things to talk about i might call it an end here i don't know if i'm going to upload this or not i'm just going to see if the audio quality is good and you know see if it's any good or not but i should be jumping on a podcast with um, jake davis and um, nick diaz not the real nick diaz this is the account called nick diaz uh but yeah we've started a podcast an mma podcast i'm gonna also jump on a podcast in here with my with my, with my buddy blake you know we've been uh i have known since i was like two years old so we're gonna jump on a podcast to speak about life and shit you know that's gonna that's that's gonna be the non-mma related podcast that's gonna be the completely different one maybe we'll talk about mma for like what five ten minutes but other than that, that's just going to be, like, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about, like, the latest movies and shit. That's going to be, the, like, the chill podcast where, you know, we've not got a, a certain topic that we're speaking on. We're just going to speak about whatever we want to, you know. That's going to be a funk podcast to record. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be focusing on MMA because that's, like, the field that I've been going down this past, like, year and a half, basically. I've been really into MMA, uh, really, like analyzing fights i can watch fights and know what's going on now i understand grappling exchanges more than i ever have before i understand the striking exchanges more um, i feel like i just have an eye for things you know it may sound like i'm blowing my own horn here but i feel like i just have an eye for things when i'm watching fights and i notice things on my first watch that other people notice on like their second or third watch of the fight you know so uh, thank you all for listening if you did Be sure to check out the other podcasts I'm recording, man. Uh, I'm not gonna do the solo one as much unless I'm doing like a solo fight companion. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to like not do these ones as much because it's kind of like it kind of feels like I'm talking to myself, you know. I prefer talking to someone else and then like having a back and forth conversation because that can make the podcast last for much longer than this. Because this is like what 15 minutes 30 seconds, and I've already run out of things to speak about, basically. Because it's just me speaking, you know. If I have someone else to ask me questions or... Maybe I'll... I, if I do another solo podcast, I'll I'll ask you all to ask me questions on Twitter. And I'll answer them on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that'll be it for this one. Um, this has been the first episode. I think it's called Hayden Talks MMA. I might, ch- I might change the name uh, eventually. Because it's kind of a, a shitty name. But for now, I'll roll with it. I'll change the name eventually though, probably. As soon as I find a better name. As soon as I think of one, you know. But other than that, I'll be seeing you all... In the next one.